<laughs> and we are live. Hey, y'all. For sure, for sure. What's up? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. What's up to the hottest How y'all in the feeling? U.S. of A? How is everybody? All is well. All is well. All is well. How, How you going? I'm good. I am y'all great. Feeling. What's up, Joy? A.K.A. David Ruffin. What's up, Miss Cat? <laughs> Young Ruffin. What's up, Young Ruffin? Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, she is really living up to that David Ruffin shit, though. Like, she really living up to that, boy. This mod slide in at the ass cracker start time. You know, those are the same glasses that he had on. Those look like his same glasses. Don't worry about it. I know y'all ain't started because they ain't coming to see y'all. Because they ain't coming to see you. Because they didn't come to see you, Otis. Now you can hit the button. I told Leo she oldest. At least she's oldest. <laughs> she always want to get a character. Girl, okay, you be Paul. I be <laughs> Paul. You be Paul. That's comedy. I don't want to be Paul. Paul was the alcoholic. Right. I'm, oh, y'all. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Y'all got jokes. As I sip my drink. <laughs> Paul right. was the alcoholic. But hey, hey, everybody. How y'all doing out there? Thank y'all for joining us tonight for doing another another dope-ass episode of the Fat Girl Chronicles with your for girl, sure. Leo Rochelle, and the squad. We got your boy, The Mouth, in the building. What's up? What's up? We what's got up? Miss Cat, your boy, Trosh, Yo. and Joy Antoinette Kane, Miss Three Names, a.k.a. David Ruffin in the building. So... <laughs> We are here to get things popping tonight. We are really about to have a real deal discussion about um, mental health and the importance of mental health um, awareness in the Black community. So tonight we are really going to dive into some things that may um, hit home for some people, and that's okay. Um Sometimes we have to take a break from the, the the wild style stuff and really hit on some things that are important and that are necessary um, for our growth, necessary for us as a people, and necessary for us to do some internal work, some understanding of self, and in the long haul where we have the opportunity to grow. So... Tonight, we are going to talk about the mental health awareness in the Black community, some of the stigmas, some of the issues that um, we encounter when we are looking for um, therapists and things of that nature. So, to start out, I definitely want to discuss um, what are some of the things that you have or you all have come across as... uh, African-Americans that or black people, however, you know, we choose to identify ourselves, you know, it's always kind of across the board. Um, But how do you all feel when it comes to um, mental health awareness, but also seeking therapy for um, mental health issues and things like that in the black community? I feel like, um, like, you know, we as black people, 
always make up our own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just like we feel like, oh, ginger ale is medicine for everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like we we put it in our own brains like, oh, I'm a weaker person if I, you know what I'm saying, seek ther- therapy. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually like uh, a release. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you need to get that type of shit out. You know, like like the, the longer you let it fester, like the closer you get to breaking. Like when you break, it's man, it's gonna be a hard break for real. Oh yeah, um, that breaking point is is for real, and a lot of people don't even recognize how real that breaking point is. And sometimes we get to our breaking point, and then even when we get to that breaking point, we're still like. I got to hold on. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to take care of this person, that person, every other person. But you are literally fucking pushing yourself to the end and to your limit and to the very brink of your own destruction. But I think a lot of times we don't even know um, how, how to recognize our own breakdowns, you know, or when we've gotten to that point where we are messed up or or extremely tired. Um so I think that's part of it. Like I think that's part of the of the trauma or the issue is that we don't even know when we've reached our breaking point. That's true. That's true. And I, I think um a lot of it comes with, because I, I don't think, I think some people can, but I don't think everybody can self-evaluate themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think yeah. a lot of times people in, in our community can be honest in their flaws and, under, and try to understand what their flaws stand for. Yeah, it's definitely a, a certain amount of um, denial that happens, like, when you try to self-diagnose. I mean, you, you, put it on yourself like you're really stronger than you really are like i mean you could be strong but still you know what i'm saying you need to like be real and get that shit out right i think that a lot right. of times though even with whether you self-diagnose whether you be real and get it out i think a lot of black people uh people of color african-americans whatever title people go by these days i think that they still have that old mindset of um you know there's nothing wrong with me I'm not, or people are going to think I'm crazy. I can solve my own problems and think that therapy is like um, something very bad. Think that mental health is is bad. Um, you know, a lot of times back in the day when black people had mental health issues, it was always, oh, that's just Leroy. He's just like that. That's how he is. It's okay. Um, and they talked about people that had mental health issues without actually saying that people had mental health issues and made it become a very bad stigma that people don't want on them. Um, I was that way for a, a long time. Um, and I went to, I had an anxiety, anxiety attack at work, probably like my son is 27. So probably 25, 26 years ago. And they sent me from work to the doctor. And she was like, oh, you're having an anxiety attack. I'm like, I'm not having no anxiety attack. Black people don't have those. And she was like, ma'am, they do. And that's what's wow. Um, <laughs> and so from that day forward, I had to accept, well, okay, well, I guess this is a real thing. But up until that point, like the first 25 years of my life and probably 10 as an adult, 
I thought that way as well. Like black people don't have them kind of problems. You know, only white people have mental health problems. Only white people have anxiety attacks and panic disorders. And, mm. you know, black people is like, what you depressed for? Get your ass up. Get over it. Dust your <laughs> <off>. <laughs> for real. Yeah. For real. Like, yeah. that's yeah. definitely. Shout out to everybody checking in with us, man. Like, what's up, like, y'all? We got a comment from his Cinnabons. Hey, Cinnabons. He says, you know, it's not a lot of options for people to go and get help. No insurance. People are ashamed of talking. People are ashamed of talking about it. Some don't know the signs of it. And I think that's very true. And I think that one of the main things in our community is the availability and the financial ability to sit down and talk to somebody, pay somebody to sit down and talk to them. Yeah, for real. Because, like, man, therapy ain't cheap, man. For real. Not it is not cheap. And we've been taught so many generations, like, like my generation and the generation before, everything has been so um, quiet and hushed. You know what I'm saying? I think that yeah. now that the younger generation is coming in, you know, a lot of them are understanding that that suppression is not good. And a lot of them understand that it's okay to talk to people. And I, and yeah. I, and I, that, that's one good thing I can say about the, the newer generation and my generation as we getting older and understanding ourselves and understanding some of the issues that are embedded in us, you know? Definitely. Um, Mr. Wade said therapy was the best thing for him and people should go. Um, Cinnabons also said our great, our grands and great grands swept it under the rug. Indeed. Um, Indeed. And that, that's definitely something that a lot of our uh, grandparents and great grandparents did. It was that um, therapy wasn't a big thing for our great, our grandparents and great grandparents. And yeah, and it was more like, okay, we gonna drink or we gonna laugh, we gonna talk this out, yeah. we gonna do whatever is necessary, but we're gonna keep it moving. Like we are not going to uh, sit back and dwell on this little situation. We gonna do whatever we can right here, right now, whether that's laugh about it, drink. I'm about or, to tell, I'm gonna tell myself as on. the elder, as the elder. Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember Bakuricon? <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> they thought that was the cure for everything. A spread, <laughs> a bump. <laughs> Put some of that red shit on it. <laughs> that, that, that Vaseline and alcohol was the cure for everything. And just and like uh, just like Tro said, and ginger ale too. Like go sure. ginger ale and mineral. And get you some crackers, some castor oil. oil, castor oil. Yeah. I'm just gonna say castor oil <laughs> and you'll be fine. Like that was the medicine for everything. Right. Um, so one of my um somebody who's in the watch party, um, Miss Alicia, uh, says she agreed with the last comment about looking for therapists. And she said, and she is a therapist, by the way. She is a mental health uh, therapist. She's licensed. And she said, for people that have problems with finding therapists or the costs or no insurance, look for therapists with sliding scales. Um, a lot of times they're most, they're even more reasonable than the insurance most times. Yep. Um, and then Kimberly Marion said, you wouldn't believe the kids that struggle. I work as a mental health counselor in an elementary school. And look at the elementary school, like that's like the very beginning of it. And we have babies that are already struggling with mental health issues and, and, uh, 
parents that are actually having I taught in the school system for a couple of years. That's very, very true. And what I learned when I was in the school system is that it's the same issues that I had growing up, you know, the drugs and, you know, stuff going on at home. But it's 10 times worse as the generations develop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's just just crazy. It's also a thing with the little kids, too. Uh, I know I haven't heard any recently, but in the last couple of years, it's been so many elementary school kids uh, committing suicide. Very much so. uh, Whether it was from bullying that resulted or transferred into mental health or just having mental health self-esteem issues and and all of that like how do you even know how to commit suicide or kill yourself in your elementary school like how is that the thing yeah. you're eight or nine years old and you're you're killing yourself because you can't handle the stress of what's going on at school yep and then um Bruza said although um therapy may be expensive a lot of jobs actually cover that under their health coverage um i.e amazon Amazon, um, I do know that even if you can't afford to see a therapist like full coverage, um, I know a lot of jobs that have resources that allow you like three, three sessions. But then after those three sessions, that therapist that you're able to see, you're able to kind of schedule something out in order to kind of make sure that you are still being seen and not you just got those three sessions and that was it. So they do try Mm -hmm. to spread it out a little bit further for you to be able to still be seen until you find a consistent therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the places that I used to work for, I used to work for a a TV station here. And um, as I was going through some personal things, they recommended like, Hey, um, here's what we can do until your insurance kicks in because it was, it was before my insurance kicked in. So they were helping me to find those options so that way I could still see a therapist and things like that. So um, that's definitely something that a lot of places do offer. I thank everybody for hopping on here and coming with the comments so early definitely, in the show. Definitely. So Thank you guys um, for joining us. Please hit the yeah. share button, share, you know, join the Fat Girl Chronicles on YouTube. Man, we appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. Um, but we definitely want to thank everybody for coming on here. And um, we have a lot of, I have quite a few resources that I'll be posting and sharing with you all to talk about, or, you know, so then that way when we leave this show and this show is over and done, that you guys can walk away with some information to be able to use for yourself or to be able to pass along to somebody else if necessary. But I definitely don't want anybody to leave this topic or this show thinking that they don't have any options. Um, because the options are plentiful, we just have to uh, be aware or, or know that those options are there for us. Um, and then Miss Chaka said, we can't continue to overlook the signs of mental health issues in our children. They want them medicated instead of giving them therapy. Um, yep. That's yeah, very that's, true. That's generally the first thing I saw that a lot, a lot of places do. Well. Yeah, I saw that a lot in the school system as well. It's just, it's it's, it's rough. It's rough, and and you know, it's that. What's 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 the word I'm looking for? They call it, and, and that is, it's really coming out in the stick, stigma, stick, racism. The you know, the word of, somebody know what I'm talking about. The stigma. Yeah, that the way they did the racism, the way they combine and doing different things to kind of press us mm-hmm. as people. Tina had and a I good think, comment. I think, 
I think drug, drug, I think drugs is one of those things. Um, so Cinnabon says it has to do with race as well because some blacks think a white therapist can't help them because they haven't walked in their shoes. A therapist isn't there to solve your problems. They're there to make you think and figure out how you can help you first. Also, they get tired of being uh, prescribed meds for everything. Yep. That's definitely it. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I myself personally um, I definitely get that it's a race thing, but I knew for certain you, that I wanted... Oh, systemic racism. That's what you yeah. were trying to thank, say? Thank you, okay. Marcel. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you, Marcel. Thank you, Marcel. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Um, just, so, just so everybody know, the disclaimer is out. I will be using some of these numbers Miss Rochelle will be Rochelle will be giving us today. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's all right. That's what they there for. Um, y'all know it needs some mental health. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we know. We definitely know. Um, but like she said, it has to do uh, with race. And a lot of times when we are looking for therapists, a lot of times we want someone that can not necessarily relate to the, to the things that we're going through, but can kind of understand in a different way. Um, so I know when I looked for, ther for a therapist, I did look for a black therapist. I did look for uh, someone that was able to kind of relate as a black woman, so to speak. It wasn't necessarily that I didn't trust a white therapist because that's where I started. When I had therapy years ago after losing my mom, I started with a white therapist. It was just uh, a different type of feeling for me. I, I wasn't able to get comfortable and I I wasn't able to freely, I felt, I felt like I wasn't able to just communicate or just talk openly. Um, but now I talk to my therapist, like she, one of my friends. And, and so sometimes she like, Oh my God, Tiffany, oh, girl, you I'm like, like, Oh yeah. You're like, bitch, let me tell you what happened to me. <laughs> right. Hey, I ain't going to even lie to I'll you. Be like, when I went, <laughs> when, hey, when I went, um, I was talking to my dude, like, just like I'm talking to my homies and stuff. Like it was crazy. Like, like, but he was cool though, you know what I'm saying? So, and he could relate, um, because he was like from like the area and all that. So, and it was it, it was just like a dope vibe, just like me chit chat with one of my homies. So, when you find one, you know what I'm saying? Like, keep them, like like you definitely it, 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 it make it more confident for you. Yeah. Um, Kendra said most employers offer an EAP plan that's extended in you. Uh, extended to your immediate family to take advantage of. In addition, those that receive government assistance also offer therapy if needed. So that's definitely another uh, part of therapy or assistance out there for those who need it that I didn't know about that you can get the therapy through government assistance. So um, there's really not a whole lot of uh, excuses except for you kind of getting in your own way when it comes to being able to seek out this information, seek out the help, or if the information is there or continuously being given to you and you still have an excuse or a reason as to why you don't want to. I definitely understand that when it comes down to um, actually going to therapy, it is a bit of a different type of situation. It is a different chore because it's already hard to get some of us to go to the doctor uh, let alone to go sit on somebody's couch <laughs> and talk about our problems. So right. I definitely get it. Um, also, with therapy, people need to understand that it's okay if you go to a therapist and you don't feel like they're right for you. You don't get a good vibe. You don't get a good mm -hmm. vibe. Right. Okay. 
to say this therapist is not for me, but don't stop looking for a therapist. That just means that's not the right therapist and to find another therapist. And that's totally okay because they're, although they're not there to be your friend, they're not there to solve your problem, but to help you through it, you still have to feel kind of connected to them in a sense so that you can fully get out of it what you need to get out of it. So if you go to a therapy yeah. program or somebody refers you and it's not working and you will know by the second session, if it's not working, it's okay to be like, Mm-mm, you're not the right one and find another one. Yeah, it's definitely okay to do that. Uh, trust me. Miss <laughs> um, uh, Connie says, as a mental health clinician and working and seeing it daily, the generation is teach. This generation is teaching a lot of teaching a lot, and parents are not taking time with these kids, and a lot of kids feel abandoned uh, just by parents and their home life. A lot of kids are seeking yeah. just someone to hear them and their voice. Um, and then Cinnabon says, so true, but people don't listen to the young people. They tell them they're too young to have problems. That was definitely something. <laughs> you too yeah. young to be out here and stressing. And you I, too and young and to be worried. Yeah, I think a lot, of people, a, lot of, a lot of parents now have to understand that everything is so readily available for kids. Like, kids can work these computers and these phones better than I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, so who... Who's to say they're not popping up and seeing Pornhub and seeing gay sex and 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 all kind of stuff at an early age? And this stuff is like, like you know, what I'm saying like these are decisions, these are adult decisions that they're viewing at a young age. Yep. So they do have these issues that they need to address, and sometimes they need to feel comfortable talking to someone about these things because everything is so in your face and readily available now. Absolutely. And also kids need to, under, well, not kids, teachers, parents, I know Mouth and I think a couple other people in the comments said that they worked in the school system. They work with kids and medication. And I think that what I have come across is when education was what it was in the early, late 80s, early 90s or, you know, years and years ago, teachers actually took time to talk to the kids, to deal with the kids. But now I feel like a lot of times when kids are acting up in class or they're misbehaving. The first thing the teachers want to say is, oh, they have ADHD. Go put them on medication. Right. They probably are just super smart and they're bored and they didn't already figured out what you're talking about and now they have nothing else to do. And, and that's, and the, that's and the other that's thing. The, and that's, that's, that's the whole thing with everything, though. It's like everything now. You remember growing up, you had people to be like, oh, I want to be a teacher because they want to be a teacher. Now you have so mm -hmm. many teachers out there being teachers because it's a job. You know what I'm saying? So they don't have that heartfelt desire to help these young people or cultivate these young people and help them, you know, be better people and help them through the situation. They just in for the nine to five or they here for the USA America home plan where they got to work in the inner city for five years and then get housing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that just yeah. goes into the play where it's not. It's just like police officers. They they not, you know, that's a whole other conversation where people are not doing jobs because that's their passion. Those those jobs need people with passion, but they got people that's doing jobs now because they're just because it was you know, something for them to do, or right. it was because of a generational thing that they felt like they had to uh, be a part of. You mm -hmm. know, some people don't even want to be cops, but they're a cop because it was part of 
you know, their dad and their granddad and their great granddad were cops. So now they're a cop. And, but like you said, that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. But um, Marcel, Mr. Way said, well, I do feel like I, I do want a black therapist because the white one was just listening with a bag of popcorn. Like he couldn't wait to see me like I was his personal comedian. And right. sometimes like when you get that vibe from a therapist, go like that's not yeah. what you're there that's for. like what Kevin was saying that's like, not what you're, you got like, choice that is not what you're there for so definitely right. leave that's a terrible ass feeling to have and you're there to get help or you're there to actually have conversations about the shit that you're dealing with or that you're enduring and you're trying to figure your way through it so that is definitely something that you don't want you don't want to feel like uh you are someone's personal comedian that's a hell of a feeling when you're paying somebody or seeking help and assistance in your um in your own situation yeah and uh, nicole anderson which is my sister who is also a mental health counselor um okay. she works with children in um Shout out, nicole. the foster care system and things like that and so she said there are also apps for black therapists um people can also look on psychology today and shop for therapist bay oh That's i love that uh, therapist yeah. bay but i gotta yeah. say this miss nicole when you come on our show please please change your picture with it that, <laughs> that is appropriate now it's 8 26 you got 30 minutes sorry uh, that's funny. Uh, uh, Miss Calvin said that trauma symptoms present as ADHD symptoms as well. So a lot of times, mm. I think it's ADHD or just that it's bad kids. It's actually their trauma. Yes. That they're acting out, which again, don't necessarily mean let's medicate them. Let's figure out what the, the root of the problem is, the core problem. Right. Yeah, I definitely think um, a lot of what has what takes place in our lives, we overlook, we don't talk about, we don't necessarily address, we suppress and keep it moving. Like that's the one thing that a lot of us talk about. Oh, I'm just, I'm gonna just keep it moving. I'm gonna just keep it moving. But then in the midst of keeping it moving, like you don't realize how much you're suppressing until it boils over. Um, and that was, that was me. Like I was that person that was suppressing. Like, oh no, I'm gonna just get through it. I'm gonna get through it until... I was at the hospital like, uh, okay. And, you know, and it was a whole totally different situation when you end up in the hospital because you suppressed so much to the point that your body made you sit and shut the hell down. Yeah. I don't recommend that for anybody. Like, no. Um, and then a lot of times, a lot of us, what we do is we have vices that help us to cope or help us to get through what it is that we're doing or you know and a lot of times those don't help either because they are really fueling the the trauma and then fueling like your brain to spaz the hell out on you and you like wait I wasn't ready I, I thought I right. was you know I thought I thought I was doing this to help me and it really ends up hurting you in the long run so the the whole discussion for mental health therapy not just within adults but it's a generational thing we have to look at the teens and we have to look at our babies and we have to look at our older people because a lot of our older people really are still trying to figure out if therapy is something that for them or even if it's something that they want to explore for themselves and my I am a big advocate for mental health therapy for any and everybody. Like, 
take that time because a lot of us have been through a lot of shit. And I hate to, to sound like it's a certain group of people, but even when it comes to our black men, a lot of times they deal with a different, a whole set of trauma because of losing their friends that are in the street and losing their friends, you know, and I've, and I've witnessed that firsthand that uh, black men are, are dealing with that sort of trauma. And and yet they're expected to keep moving forward, keep going on, act like nothing happened. They're supposed to not cry. They're supposed to not feel emotions. They're supposed to just take what's happening in their life and just be like, oh, okay. Like, no, like, <laughs> and so we I believe about- I sorry. No, go I'm ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I believe I said that a couple episodes back, the black man is conditioned from the time he is a baby. Yeah. Not to feel anything. You know, a, a two-year-old little boy, he can fall and scrape his knee bad. Like, you see the white meat. And some uncle is going to come punch him and say, man up. You're mm-hmm. you a man. You'll be all right. No. We got to get him 62 stitches. Yeah. <laughs> this is how he, this is how he communicates emotionally. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he grows up and he maybe he break both his legs and he not crying. And we looking at him like something's not registering. Both of your legs are broke and you're showing no emotion or your grandmother died. You're not crying. You're not here mentally. You're not here emotionally. But we can we and I'm going to say as the black community, because I've done this before, you know, we condition these boys not to feel. And then we condition the women to feel everything. Oh, girl, feel too much. And it's 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 not it's, it's a cycle we have to break. A man will be a man, period. But you can, you have to allow for in order him to be a, a a functioning grown man, you have to allow him to be able to feel emotionally. Mm. So when he's little and he starts to cry because he failed and hurt himself, allow him to feel that. That's what he needs to feel in his little two year old moment. Right, and in now, his two year old body, like <laughs> right, my two year old body. I don't got that much skin because I'm two. This hurts. Man, some drunk. Here comes drunk hell, uncle who. Here hell, comes his drunk uncle. And I'm scared. Right, I'm knee. gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. And I may roll around because <laughs> I need you to understand that I'm in pain and I need you to get this through your head. Somebody like, help me. Right, and then here comes their drunk uncle who also suffers from PTSD from the war in Vietnam. He ain't got help, so his thing is, oh, I'll just man up, rub some dirt on it. No. Nah. Put you a little need salt to in the wound, make them feel better. Like, what? <laughs> so, so that's what that's funny about what you're saying because I think I come from both sides of that coin. Yeah. So for me, I was the only boy in my family, so I was raised by a bunch of women. But I also had men in my life that did those things. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't supposed to be crying. You know what I'm saying? And for sure. For then sure. my grandma would be like, "Well, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to cry." You know, so I had both sides of the coin. You know. Yeah. Like this is this is this is this is a very good topic, considering for me, I, I a lot of stuff I just evaluated about myself, considering my mother just passed in June, yeah. and I found myself being so busy planning the memorial service and everything that I really didn't deal with it. I had my moments, don't get me wrong, I had my moments, but I never really dealt with it until it really hit me the last time I had to go to her place and finish cleaning her stuff out. Oh, baby, I know that feeling. And I and I and I found myself running 
find keeping myself busy with work and doing this and doing that, jumping on a plane, going somewhere, and just to keep from doing it. So when I finally did it, I realized that, hey, you've been running. And when I got that last box in the car, it just kind of hit me like, you've been running. This is why you've been running. And, you know, and it seemed like everything I've turned on the radio, everything I heard, it made me cry. I heard Eric Robinson Council 2020 start boohooing and snotting in the whole line. You know? <laughs> that and happened it, to me when my grandpa died. My grandpa died two years ago. We were not prepared. Um, he got sick. And my grandfather has been fighting mentally. His, he had uh, mental health issues and he had health issues. So my grandpa was tired. And they were doing everything, like his obituary and stuff like that. And I hadn't really cried. And I didn't think about it. And so once the obituary got posted on in the paper and on Facebook with his funeral arrangements, I lost it. And I heard my mom go, I was waiting on that. Because she was like, she hadn't, it hadn't, because my grandfather, oh, he's sorry. It's okay, baby. Yeah. And we gonna all have that moment. Oh. Take your time, Joy. Right. Take your time. Sorry, baby. Sorry, baby, sis. I'm sending I'm sending cyber hugs to you. Love you. Sorry. Right. Definitely. I kind of took for granted um all the wins he had. Like out when he got sick, I'm like. He'll be back out. He'll be fine. And not thinking one day he'll possibly just get tired of fighting. Mm -hmm. And he got tired and I, I, uh, and it, it, I didn't, in that moment, two years ago now, uh, I had to just, you know, Letting him go was the hardest because, like I said, he he beat so many di different things so many times. So this time when he decided, you know what, this fight is not, you know, I can't do it. I'm really sick this time. And since I the kind of relationship I have with my granddad, I know him so well. So I know his thing was, it's my time, love. I have to go. And, you know... When the obituary was posted, that made it final that the person I loved so much, it was his, it was, it was done. It was officially over. And so, like the mouth said, it don't hit you and you've been moving. You, I've been trying, you know, that's my mom. See, I lost my dad when I was eight. So, my outlook on the world has been different since I was eight years old. So when you guys are talking about kids and they deal with different things, I got smacked in the teeth with death at eight. Mm -hmm. So I always, I was not always, and people look at me strange. So it was like, I was damn near, I feel like I was dead. I've been damn near an adult since eight in a kid's body. Cause my my friends ain't really didn't deal with death. They some all of them had you know most of their parents. So for me, I never really grieved my dad. How does an eight year old grieve? 
So as I got older, it things got progressively harder because I got I got, you know, new accomplishments, accomplishments. I go through different things. So like you were saying, people are sometimes are cruel to kids and they ever stop and think, is it deeper than that? Um, could I reach out and have a possible conversation with this eight year old? Why are they so angry or why are they so attitudinal? They don't ever stop to think, but it happens. But like Mal said, I didn't, I was moving. And so for me, I experienced death with a parent. My mother had not. So I was just trying to hold her hand, make sure she was good. Cause it's a different feeling when you lose a parent. That was hmm. the person who helped create to get you to this earth. And a part of you and a part of you is now missing. I'm like, well, I know the feeling she's feeling. So I didn't realize how I'm just trying to be strong, not really act a fool, because that was my grandpa. When my dad passed away, that's who I had. So I was just moving. I was on Amazon. I'm like, listen, I got to get some goods well, you know, for this funeral. Da, 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 da. My grandma's like, you know, do what you need to do. And then I looked on my phone and everything was posted and I lost it. So we have to stop doing that to ourselves. Like I said, we got to feel it. Not, it might not be immediately, but you have to allow yourself um, to feel. We do. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things. Like, <laughs> y'all not finna have me crying. That's what y'all not finna <laughs> do, okay? Um, y'all not finna make me feel tonight. Right now, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna <laughs> ugly cry later. But y'all not finna have me crying right now. Girl. You know? Because <laughs> I'm over y'all here like... I ain't gonna need like... Y'all say I'm camera wait, wait, look. I'm over here trying to buck my eyes. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't sit yeah. like that the just, whole time. Before, I mean, you look like a morphine addict. You cannot sit <laughs> <me> on <laughs> But um, I just want to tell Mr. Ruffin or Mrs. Ruffin, I don't know who you are. Thank you so much for sharing that yeah. and being so transparent. It's definitely appreciated. And I'm sure it will help somebody, um, you know, who's watching. And it takes a lot to speak your truth, especially when it's that close to your heart. Definitely. So definitely. we love I felt that same way about my mother. She was tired. She was tired of, you know, she struggled with her life. She went through a lot. And at that moment, she was just. It was like, you know, this may be easier for me. You know, I'm tired, you know. So I, yeah. My, my grandfather was such a, yeah. a, um, a massive energy. And there is now this void in our family. Uh, my grandpa, like, if you all, like, he would, like, I'd be like, granddad, I'm doing a podcast. He'd be like, oh, so you think you're a TV star now? Like that? <laughs> oh, you think you're a And I'm his yeah. only grandchild. So anything I did was, it could, was I, it, it could be this. He would tell his church members, my granddaughter's on TV. He would not tell it right. And he would have people looking for me on BET. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the person My mom was my number one fan. So the first people, person called the radio station. Yeah, like I so mama. he struggled. <laughs> he struggled with <laughs> mental health issues as well as health issues. So my grandfather was just it was just double-edged sword of sickness. Yeah. And so if he wasn't sick physically, sometimes his mental health would hack up. And he actually had a therapist and things like that. 
Um, but you know, when you get up in age, your body is like, like with coke, like my grandfather, my God, you know how when MRSA came out, like we had, sometimes we had like different diseases that come out every other year that is everybody will get like when the West mm-hmm. now was out stuff like that. My grandfather was one of those people who would end up with it. Like mm. and he would, he would beat it. So he's gone, but my grandfather, because he did not want to sit still, he was not this whole quarantine thing, this wouldn't have went well. And he would be one of the people that somehow got COVID. And <laughs> we would have been sad because we cannot come visit him. Yeah. And the whole toilet paper thing, hunt, he'll be like, Angie, I'm coming over. I found 62 um, rolls of toilet paper. Not 62. <laughs> yeah, my grandfather was this in this moving energy, y'all. He yeah. and my grandmother. He wasn't gonna wear no mask. He was gonna be well, you know he wasn't gonna wear no mask. He was gonna we be would have had to have a it would have been a, a, a argument about the mask. Right. You are right. <laughs> it would have been granddad if you do, and I would have told him if you don't wear a mask, you're gonna die. Like that I, that's how you have to talk to grand my grandfather. Your grandfather, and, right. Like, he'd be like, honey, don't say that. Oh, honey, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, that's you're in your your seventies. Yeah. yeah. You want to be be outside no way right but so mental health is close to my heart i have a cousin who has mental health issues it's in our it's, <laughs> it's i compared deeply embedded in, in a lot of areas of the other yeah, community it's, yeah it's in our, it's in my family heavy yeah so i'm sitting here quiet i'm not not i'm listening because this is something that is very close to my heart man i love dearly had issues and i have a cousin that suffers and so when people play crazy, I'd be real upset because I'm like, you don't even understand. You don't want to tap into that. You don't want to see where your mind can really escape to. And you might want to stop. Yeah. But, um, so I got I a could, question. Yeah. For uh, Mouth and Joy. Um, so with y'all sharing, you know what I'm saying? Like like what happened to y'all in life or whatever, and like how important uh, the people were to y'all. Um, have y'all had a chance to, you know what I'm saying, go sit down and, and get that out to a therapist or something like that? Or, or not even just a therapist, just period. Have y'all ever had a chance to, like, talk about it? Um, I'm a talker. Well, to people that I'm really close to, I could shut down if I don't really know you. Um, I am. I'm, I need to actively seek a counselor. But I have, uh, I talked to my mom and my grandmother um, often about how I'm feeling. I do talk about it because if I don't, I uh, I have a temper. Very bad. I you tend don't to tear say. <laughs> what? I tend, <laughs> tend to, and I feel bad for my family. If they hear things moving in my room, they usually know she's not good because I will throw, I will pick up a a fan and I will toss it. So if I get that bad, I have to say, Mom, not good. So I, I need to see, I'm being very transparent. I need to see somebody because that's how bad I can go if I bottle things up and I have nothing else. I don't want to cry and I can't cry in the moment. Um, But if I need to talk, I do have people around me that I can talk to. That's good. Yeah. So it's it's 
it's crazy because Joyce said she lost her dad when she was eight. I lost my dad when I was 13. And then I lost my mom five years ago. And so um, I can understand both of you. And then, like, uh, it's crazy because come to find out, the mouth and I lost our mothers on the same day, uh, years apart. And I didn't know that until uh, recently, like um, when he and I were having a conversation and whatnot. And so um, it's definitely a like soul shaking type of uh, trauma and trying to gain an understanding of who you are without this person, because that was my that was my thing. Like, so who am I without my mother? Like. Right. Who am I yeah. really without her? Like, this my mama, though. Like, my mama gone? My mama. Like, y'all telling me my mama gone? And so it was that constant, like, that reality wouldn't set in. It was like, all my life, my mama was this person. And then when I got to 30, like, I lost my mother? Like, wait a minute. How am I supposed... And, and then it's a lot of questions that you are trying to figure out and understand. And you ask yourself some irrational questions. Like one of my questions was like, how am I supposed to have a baby without my mama? How am I supposed to be married without my mama? You think these, that's not irrational. I mean, I get it. I mean, it is. Because you can't have a baby, you know. But listen, I was like, no. Your mind starts messing with you real bad. I'm like, I'm supposed to have a baby without my mama. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, as I continue to do a lot of things, like, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's like, how you, like, how you supposed to do all of these wonderful things in your life without your, with your number one person? Hey, shut up. <laughs> Someone <laughs> you said the same thing. <laughs> but it is a question, like, how am I supposed to do all of these things that I want to do without the, without my number one fan? Yeah. Um, without my person. And so a lot of my mother's friends are my friends on Facebook. And they tell me constantly, you are your mother's child. You are your mother's child. And I laugh because it's like, bruh, I know. Like, y'all don't even understand how much I know. And I be like, and even now, (laughs) even now, it's like, damn, I am my mother's child. Like, the shit I do, the way I feed people. Like, when I was telling y'all, like, feeding people is a labor of love for me. When y'all was talking about, well, you ain't got to do all this cooking. Yes, I do. <laughs> Listen, my mom be right there in the kitchen with me. And so when I'm cooking and I'm feeding people, that reminds me of our times together and the things that we did. So it's a dip. It's a when people when I cook for people and I'm feeding people, it reminds me of the times that my mother and I were were cooking for churches and feeding churches of people and feeding the whole neighborhood during holidays and things like that. So cooking by myself and when I cook for a lot of people, I get excited because I don't get to do it often. So when I when I'm cooking and I'm doing all of that. It's like, oh, that makes me feel good. That makes me happy because it reminds me of a part of my mother. But the the overall thought process and the trauma that we deal with going through those different phases and trying to understand who you are and, and rebuilding yourself and regaining like the the what the biggest thing about the trauma of losing somebody is that people want you to get right back to life. Man, for like, real. They want you to get right back into it. Like it was the hardest thing for me to go back to work. I was uh like 
my mother passed on a Sunday. Her funeral was the following Saturday and I was back to work the following Monday. And I was like, I worked at a call center. So I would be like, thank you for calling. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, when I found out my my mother passed, it was two hours before Sultry Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. But I still mm. went. And, I still went and did the show because I found Baby. that was my statement. I was like, she would want me to do it because she, she was my number one fan. Yeah, yeah. So I, I stuck it out and I made it to that last goddamn song. Oh, and the songs! <laughs> it's always the songs. It's always right. the songs that take you know, all the way out. You know, I love that invokes feeling, and and I played something for my mama. And I start Cobra signing the whole nine and all that good shit. My grandfather. Shout out, shout out to my girl, Tan, man, looking at, hey, Tan, next time I come to the A, we're going to get some pajamas and some good food and a bottle of wine, and we're going to have a cry time, because she lost her hey. mother years ago. Oh. And that's yeah, my daddy. That's, 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 that's my daddy. Sending our that's, condolences. That's and, and the other thing that I want to say to everybody that's watching, well, everybody Friday. that's tuning in. Hey, listen, I was just about to say, like, everybody that's tuning in, Everybody that's watching, um, have you a person like the person that you can be vulnerable with, the person you can be free with, the person you can be open and unapologetically like honest about where you are at mentally, and and because there are so many of us pushing on fumes, G, like. We are riding this thing called life on fumes. And so many of us are hiding the shit in plain sight. We over here like, (laughs) hey. And the whole time, like our whole world behind the scene is in chaos. And so it's like we are fighting every day, which is why it's a good idea to be kind to people because you have no fucking clue what people are dealing with on a daily basis. And you need to find your person. Find your person that you could be like, hey, G, I just God need damn. you to listen. And it doesn't I have to need be you romantic. To... It could be oh, like, no. Nah. Nah, like, like, hell no. Nah. You just got to be, no, be, be able to be vulnerable and be able to and understand that that person really loves you and going to give you honest advice and, and you know. Yeah. Just a sounding boy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I got because... a, I got a um cousin. Well, we're not blood, but we, her and her mother, her and my mother, have been friends since we were before we were born. So we were kind of raised as cousins. And I can call her and be like, "I'm gonna lose my shit." She be like, "What's wrong?" <laughs> like I can do that, and she can like, but she, she, I, she understands me. Mm-hmm. I think I talked about her before. She said I went, I went to date one of her friends, and she was like, "Yeah, I remember." I and you that. was like, "Yeah, I don't know you about that." She said, I don't want you to be full joy with this man, and I, I've never to have somebody that sees you. And I have other friends that do, but somebody I can really go to in my darkest secrets is her. Mm-hmm. She is my she is my vault, and I'm that way for her as well. And I'll literally call him like, "All right, I'm about to tell Walmart." She like. Okay, not wait. Walmart, Joy. <laughs> so we got to not do that. We got to give a little bit of money on deck, Joy. Yeah, she like a little bit of money on deck. Let's fit, and she would. That's the thing. She would. Um, she like let's figure out other options because Portage PD is gonna come pick you up, and then that's that. 
So she is definitely, she said that to me one day and I almost busted out crying because I had never heard that term used directed towards me. We were just talking. She's like, you're my person. I said, oh God, <laughs> my heart. <laughs> but she is that to me. I can confide in her. When grandpa died, she called me almost every other day. We talk every day now, but when she, when he passed away, um, she was really there for me because she knew how much he meant to me. So having a person, even if it's a, it's, it could be a male or female, it just anybody, I hope, just somebody I that pray you, know that you, can you have that me. person yeah. you can talk to. Cause and sometimes the, our person may not be a friend that we've known for a long period of time. It may not be right. somebody yeah. that. Yeah. Um, sometimes our person is somebody that you just vibe with, and they can understand you, like. Right. Um, because, like, like I said, when I lost my mom, like, it was so many people that were there consistently and constantly. But there were certain people that never, like, left my side. That were always doing stuff because, like, for my my birth, my mother passed in June, and my birthday was August. So, like, my girls all came down and all of that good stuff. Like, they came because I had prior to my mother getting sick, I had a big photo shoot planned and all this kind of stuff going on. I had it all planned. And so we uh, we still went on with the photo shoot. They came down and my girls came and my photographer came and they made sure every step of the way that my sisters and I were laughing, that we were smiling, that we had a good time, that we were just yeah. in our vibe, that we were in our element and that I was able to enjoy my first birthday without my favorite girl because I was at, at 12 o'clock on August 1st, I was losing it because it was always, my phone was always ringing at 12 o'clock. Happy birthday to you or, or something. And, you know, every once in a while, my mom would get a little hippie, hippie with a little 50 cent. Go shorty. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who you think you is? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so it was those kind of things that that in those times those are the people that you remember those are the things that help you to get through and so we definitely need um our people that are are rocking with us no matter what to help us get through those storms but also check on your friends that don't open their mouths about their storms Yep. Check on your people yep. who go through those storms and they keep going even when they are at their bottom. Like some for people sure, are sure. at their very bottom and will not open their mouth, will not say anything. No they will not, they will be in the midst of a fucking shit storm and will still feel like they should not open their mouth. Come on, mouth. pastor. Come on, preach, pastor. Take your time. Take your time. And I'm just saying, and I'm saying that because I know that I have a friend that does that. And, and it's so crazy because I know when to call her. Like we don't talk all the time, but it's like, uh, uh, like my, 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 my gut will tell me some, some ain't right. Some ain't right. Some ain't right. So I'll call it like, bitch, what's wrong? What's going on? What you hiding? What you over there hiding? And, and, and then her her response is always, bitch, I hate you. Cause you always know. I don't know how you know, but you always know. And so that that 
thing that we need is somebody that is going to fucking hear us when we ain't saying shit. Like, we need that person to hear us when we ain't talking, when we ain't, you know, when we not ourselves. We need people like that. Men, too. And that's the other thing, like, that's the other part that I want us to talk about is making sure that men have safe spaces or that we make sure that our male friends have those opportunities to be vulnerable with us. They don't have to be our partners, but I mean, if it is your partner, you should definitely be open and vulnerable to them. But even if yeah. it's not, if it's not, that's fine too. Shit. Tend to that person like you would want somebody to tend to your brother. Tend to some to that person like you would want or like you should tend to your own uh partner. So it's a lot of the different situations that um, we need to also be aware of. But even when our people are going through their own shit, we got to be mindful of people stepping out and, and not um, not being ever present because a lot of people are dealing with a lot of shit. So I just hope I hope and pray that like everybody finds their person if you don't have a person and you need a person, um, check take a take a look around you and see who's always checking in on you and and being aware that you aren't yourself because those are the people that are paying attention to you whether uh, whether you believe it or not. So, um, I definitely think that's why I'm leave that at because. I, I'm so dead ass serious. I don't want to cry. <laughs> Somebody come and get like Tanya. This will make you crack up. Put Tanya's comment up there, please. This will make you crack up. You ain't going to cry. Mm-hmm. Which one? Says, I know. Oh. Girl, we, 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 we worry about him weekly, okay? <laughs> My sisters in the A, man, they were so they were worried about me, man. They were checking on me, man. And you know, I just I just kept moving and moving. And when I did the memorial service for my mom in the A, because I moved her up here, but you know, we're from Atlanta. And when I did the memorial service in the in the A, you know what I'm saying? My people was there. Tan came through, she made sure I was straight, you know what I'm saying? And I love her down. That's my daddy right now. That's my daddy, <laughs> son up the sun down. Yeah, we're going to get lit, daddy. Hey, listen. And you need those people like um, like Miss Price, Tavana. That, listen, that woman was on my heels when my mama passed. She was, ah, you good? You okay? Like, and my friends are like boyfriends. Like, they send stuff and flowers and edible arrangements and all that other kind of shit. I be like, you know, y'all, y'all really be like bae. Like, so when I was going through all of that, they would do a lot of things or pick me up kind of things. And so those are the kind of people that you pay attention to as well. Because even when they rocking with you and they paying attention to you and helping you get through them, the motherfuckers that you need to be making sure you paying attention to them too. Because them the same ones that be talking about, oh, I'm good while you going through because they don't want to worry you. Oh no, I'm good. I'm I'm fine, and it's all because they don't want you to worry about them. But 
like those same people that's that's right there and making sure you good we gotta we gotta turn around and sometimes pay attention to those people too um because those are the same ones that be going through shit while we going through shit but they so worried about you and not worried not wanting to have you worry about them because they know what you're dealing with so um but let me give y'all some information. Yes, yes. That's what that young I got some information for y'all. Um, my ther- I reached out to uh, my therapist today um, to be able to give me some of this information for you guys because I was like, listen, I know you know, and I need to help my people be able to know what they need to know when they need to know what they need to know. Did that make any sense? <laughs> probably not but okay so and I'll actually post this in the comments so you all will see it but one of the places that was mentioned earlier is that um, psychologytoday.com is a place uh, where you all can check out information um, about therapists and I believe yeah, when you go to psychology today when you go to psychologytoday.com um, you can put in your a zip code and they'll help you find somebody within your area so that you don't okay. have to travel too far outside of your area to do that. Um, That's um, right. Beam, B-A-M dot community. Um, you will be able to look on there as well. Um, suicide prevention lifeline dot org is another place. Um, Peak mind LLC dot com. And then this is the this is the company my therapist is through. It is empoweredlivinginc.net. And I truly love my therapist. Um, her patience is like unmatched. Her information and the exercises that she gives me to do after therapy are really like, I'd be like, um, you want me to do what? You want, girl, nah, because you had me in here laid out. And I ain't trying to be out here laid out by myself. Ain't nobody in this house with me. I will be laid out. I'll be in the corner balled up crying. And, and, <laughs> so, and, and, just, and just for all the viewers watching, man, it'll be posted in the comments. I know you didn't yeah, probably care. It'll, it it'll, it'll be posted in the comments, all the information she gives you. Um, and also, man, for, for people, man, I mean, a lot of people, I know I need to shout out somebody. I need to shout out. My therapist, man, uh, my weed guy. I want to thank him. You know, he got me through a lot of times. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen. No street pharmacists. They're far, they're doctors as well. Okay. Listen, because you okay. know what? They do be listening to some of the, the some. Of they do. They ask you uh, how you doing and everything. I mean, that's common. Like and that, and that early, and that early medication. Sometimes that's what uh, bartenders are too. Bartenders. Have you ever had a conversation with one of them? They intelligent. <laughs> they deep people. Bartenders. Some of, some of them. Some of them. <laughs> Yo, we, Shout out to the ones I know. Y'all are incredibly smart. Yeah, for deep. sure, uh, Leo. Um, the weed man, the bartenders, and the barbers. The bartenders <laughs> and the barbers. I'm trying to tell you. Yep. Oh, I'm a beautician, yeah. baby. I, people get in my seat. Uh huh. I'm a licensed massagist. I don't post my pictures and stuff like I used to, but people get in my seat. I be doing relaxing. They telling me about 
what didn't happen and how it happened. Sometimes I have a solution. Sometimes my solutions hey, sis, can aren't. You do something for me? Can you do something for me? Can you help me? Out? <laughs> uh, he want that. Hey, he want that rated. Can you get you one of them new joints they got that kid in play? I want the kid in play. I ain't never had no kid in play. Hot you top. want a man unit? Yeah, I want a hot top fade. Okay. But like My people, they not see. <laughs> and I mean, getting your hair cut and getting your hair done is a form of self-care. So when you're oh, getting yeah. your hair oh, done, yeah. you're in that's, your that's, most that's, relaxed state. Hey, y'all laughing, but that is a form of therapy when they take that it hot is. and put it on you and they shave your head. No, and it absolutely. We, we washing your hair and we're massaging your head and you open up and you tell me what's going on with you and you know, Yo. sometimes I'm listening. But if I when got I my own hair stuff going on, I'm checked out. I had hair, but I'm still so a few years ago. I had this barber. She was a lady. She used to shave me and do everything. And then she had a uh, a hand massager, and she would go over your neck and stuff. Oh my god! On your head and stuff. The hand yeah. Oh my god! That shit yeah. felt so good. Um, we learned how to use them in school. I used to love what. Um, well, a lot of people don't know. I'm a licensed barber. Yes, indeed, but, Antonio. Um, um, I used to do shampoos and all that other kind of stuff when I was in school. And I used to have clients that would come in regularly. Like, if I wasn't there, they wasn't coming. And, like, and they would, <laughs> even when I became an Uber driver, like when I was Uber driving, I became, it was like taxi cab confession. Hey, no, for real. Motherfuckers do be talking to their Uber yeah, drivers. For real, for real. It became like taxi cab confession. Tell them everything. All that business. Hold it's on. crazy. What's, what's, the blue thing? what's, the, what's this blue train? What is this? This is really blue. And I, I love blue. I just, Up north, blue. we call them blue MFs. But I don't think that's what she's drinking, but we call them blue MFs. Why are you saying MF? It's a collision. <laughs> we we been like, I don't want to say it. So it's pineapple and coconut. Hey, look, as big brother, I'm gonna have to do a check on y'all before we start the show too. I know we do sound check and all that. But uh, Miss Rochelle, you just lean back and you just got all your goodies all up in the camera. That's not the views we're trying to get. That's self-care <laughs> for someone. For someone, I'm sure. Self-care. <laughs> self-care is important. We talk about self care. This is self care for me. Like, okay. I felt cute. So this okay. You doing it, girl? So I got you. And y'all, y'all laugh at me for sliding in five minutes late. That's self care. I was getting myself together. I'm still yes, leave me be so I get my uh -huh. mind. Uh -huh. uh -huh. uh -huh. Baby, you ain't got to worry about. You know the show don't start without me. All day, because you know we had a show all day. You waited to <laughs> ten minutes before the show. Shout out Antonio. Antonio say he here for the view. Listen, <laughs> uh, Antoine. Listen, Antoine. Yeah, okay. My bad. You know I missed that. <laughs> called him Antonio. Who is Antonio? Hey, he was calling him Antonio strong too. He looks like a fourth time meeting with Antonio. Oh, Antonio, that's my man. <laughs> the mouth, his, his, him messing up people's name is his self care. It's his self care. <laughs> Y'all know what class I missed in elementary? Listen, spelling. Listen. No, you had too much weed from your listen. weed man. You got that wacky weed. Self care. Oh no. Hey, but no, what I was going to say was, um, like, just to touch back on, like, uh, like Uber drivers and bar bartenders and uh, barbers, stylists, all that. Like, if somebody talking, just listen. You know what I'm saying? Because people, like, 
people more comfortable with talking to strangers for some reason. They would they would tell a stranger every fucking thing, Joe, and just be so closed down when it comes to people they know. I don't know if it's because the people they know judgmental or what, you know what I'm saying? But it's like you would tell a fucking stranger your whole life. Your whole life. Really? Listen, I but think you, being but a because stylist. Because you don't have to see them no more in life. That feeling of <laughs> not having to see nobody that judgment. Being a stylist, I, like I said, you are at your, we're on, we'll, we're taking either a sewing out and we literally like are scalping. We're taking you off and putting you back on. So you at your, you're <laughs> naked. So you can talk to us like, listen, sis, I got to, I had to put my man's out last night, and you came to get your head done. Spill. I'm listening. That's <laughs> what do you do? That's coming. Right, and I'm gonna listen to you as I take as I take these braids out to put a new crochet in or whatever I got to do to you. I'm going to listen because in that moment you're vulnerable. Like I said, you're you're naked. If I'm doing your makeup, I'm I'm giving you a new face or whatever I'm doing. You are at a different space, exactly. and so mentally like the, you're like now at another. You're at a different space. So, as a stylist, I'm used to folk just telling me all day but business, and I'm gonna just sit there and listen. And I'm gonna let you in. Y'all see, I didn't try to say her first name. I just said, "Oh, Miss Carpenter." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even try to pronounce the first name. I ain't gonna... <laughs> Yeah, she said. Yeah, strangers uh, can't judge you because strangers can't judge you, and it's a somebody, sense of somebody, somebody put it out there for you. Even when you feel okay, for sure. How, what's what's yeah, how do you so, how you pronounce Miss uh, Carpenter's name? Kiandia. We're joking about it, but hairstylists and barbers. Back in the day, we was doctors and they're like legit. Oh no, like, I'm not joking at all. No, he was dead like serious. Back in the, like when yeah. I studied yeah. in school, I learned that doctors were because people didn't have couldn't get to doctors and stuff like that. Barbers were doing medical work as well. Barbers, stylists, uh, hairstylists, so especially in a black community, we was giving folk prescriptions and shit. Like it, it this is not this is some real like we was like for real helping people the best way so we let could. Let me tap into that a little bit for you, Joy. We were our own doctors and medicine people because we studied the the plants of the earth. We studied yep. fruits and vegetables and all of the plants that were beneficial to us. We weren't uh, depending on the medicine that was being uh, manufactured. We were really into the medicine of the earth. We were really into all of those things. So we always, every community back in the day, had a medicine woman. You can go to her house, you can get some salves, and you can get some some creams and some and <laughs> you can get all of that. But now, like, people feel some, like, you know, with this world that we're in now, it's all, like, those kind of people are considered witches now, and it's like, wait. No. I need one of them. Yeah, they're alchemists. True alchemists. Because they can put some shit together that they know is going to work for you and for your benefit. And the only thing that they did was take some, a little of this herb and a little of Herbalist. that herb. A little bit of this cream. A little bit of this Herbalist. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, I, I had the privilege of growing up in a house with my great-grandmother. Oh. And her, her mother uh, was a full-blooded Native American. So the whole herbs and stuff, I grew up with that. Like my great, my great, I feel, I didn't feel good. My great grandma would do some 
it seems sketchy, but I would feel better. <laughs> like some of the stuff, my, like when my when I was born, um, I didn't have my grandmother told my mom to get an egg, put it in a sock, and one and no, put put, on one of my two, like onesies, and put it in uh, uh-uh, put it in the back of my one of my drawers. I never had an issue with my teeth. With your teeth, I did so not have a teething issue. That's yeah, so I didn't mom. have like so when people be like they witches, I'd be like. That's the same Relax. thing my mom did, but no. she put it over the door that we would go through the most. And she wrote our name around that egg, the whole egg, until it was covered. She put it in one of our socks and hung it over the door that we went through the most. So whether that was our bedroom, our parents' room, or whatever. And then mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have teething, teething issues neither. And neither did my nephew. Yeah. Like, my sister did it with my nephews. So some of those things that we see is like... Black magic is no like some of that stuff. No. Hey, so my great grandma, <laughs> my mom would just beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I had the privilege. A lot of people don't know, get to meet their great grandparents, and she always talked about my mama Susie, who is my great great grandmother. I do it right, and her mother, you know, had these real long ponies. Like she would let her hair dry in the sun. So all the stuff. They learned, they took, we adapted to it in my house because it was just, this is what they knew. And we, would, we people be sick, had a cold for like weeks, three days tops in my house, if that. Because they go, she, my great grandma gonna come up with some concoction that she talked to my grandmother. They're gonna force feed it and I'm gonna be fine. And it's gonna smell weird. But some of the things that we learned was for them. Hot and diaper and hung it outside my daughter's door. No issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Lamar, for tuning in on YouTube, brother. Thank you for tuning in on YouTube. I gave them um, a teaspoon of cod liver oil every night, and none of my kids was ever sick when they were little. They never had a cold. They never had like they were never sick. Never. Cod liver oil is disgusting. Ate it, but they was never sick. They have no ailment. So, listen. I hope, I hope that the information that I posted, I, um, and before we even started, Kat and I both said we have other information. So when we hop over to our segments, we'll be able to give you more information on the mental health awareness and all that other kind of stuff. Um, the mental health awareness, some of the statistics where you can find. Again, I posted the information of where you can find uh, therapists and um, mental health counselors that are local to you. Again, if you have any questions, you have any comments or concerns or anything that you feel like you would need more information on, you can always send a message to the Fat Girl Chronicles Facebook page. You can always send a message uh, to us via email at the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. And we always answer our um, emails or anything like that. But also, if you are tuning into any of the shows on the Anchor app, you can always leave us a message on there as well. It is checked daily and regularly. So if you have any questions, concerns, or any of that, I definitely suggest that you reach out to any of us on this podcast and we will send you whatever information that we have, any information that we can send to you and to make sure that you have as much information as possible in order to make sure that um, we are taking care of not just ourselves, but each other as well with um, giving you the proper information as much as possible because 
the mental health uh, issues that we come across in the black community are not minimal. They are plentiful. And um, when I go into my, uh, my segment, I'll give you some of these statistics so you will understand how serious it is for the black community to take our mental health awareness seriously. And this is not the last time that we will talk about mental health awareness. So please be sure we'll have a couple of guests on here at a later date. But be sure that if you have any questions that you reach out to us, okay? Um, so now that that has been said and done, we're going to hop on over. We're going to shimmy our shoulders on over to our new music moment with our boy The Mouth Moment. And we're going to see what he got for us today. You got some new music, Mouth? Yeah, we got some new music for you. Who we, who we listening to today? First song we're going to get into is by Maya. I hope you guys remember her. And she calls this one, I Deserve It. Is amazing. This song is a new one by her, and she called it. And you heard it first when you made the mouth on the Fat Girl Chronicles. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
That's a new music moment right there with your man in the mouth on the Fat Girl Chronicles. That was her with Damage and Maya with I Deserve It. Those are brand new singles, man. If y'all like those songs, go out and get those. If anything you want to hear that I play, let me know, man. Get at me at the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. Or you can also hit me up at the mouth247 at gmail.com and hang out with me, y'all. I love y'all. Peace. That's it. <clears throat> Listen, her it's good shit, my bro. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Good ass music. Like I have yet to hear her drop a song that I did not like. Yeah, that um, one right there. Did y'all hear that Janet Jackson in there? That that's a gram. That song should win a gram. Yeah, she has some really. That, dope that's a dope song. She's so young. Like her first EP came out. It's, I loved it because it was like at the time of my life when it came out, I could relate heavy. Then I found out how old she was. I said, Who hurt this baby? Like, she's <laughs> like, No, she at the time when that first EP came out, she was only like 20. Yeah, right. and I'm like, This kid didn't been through some girl, but yeah. I, I love her. Like, I love her. I really do. Herbie, she be dropping some good stuff. And I love the way she, yeah. I love the way they presented her too, where they made it about the music and not about mm-hmm. her, you know what I'm saying, her face or physical or anything of that nature, you know. Yep, her music, like. Addison, be real quiet, please. Her music <laughs> always stands out. <laughs> she forgot to interview her first. We're going oh, to gonna play that on the blue motorcycle. <laughs> You caught us there. You going to be right there? Okay. <laughs> oh, no. It's real out here. Your regular mama duties do not stop when you working. Right, you yeah. at work and you a parent right now live. Hey. Y'all see how it is when it's real in the field, okay? Uh, <laughs> so you're like, you better get a fucking whooping. That's <laughs> <laughs> not what I said. <laughs> Uh, One time she was fussing at him and he grabbed her nose. That was the funniest <laughs> shit on the planet. <laughs> she said, No, I'm gonna tell your father. He said, Play with me. That's <laughs> comedy. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody here listening to you. <laughs> right. He literally stopped pitching her nose. He said, uh, Okay, so. Tonight is not about me and my little person, y'all. Yeah, sorry, Back to the topic. Right, that was funny. Indeed, we love we let people up. know that we real up. people out here in these streets. We is real folks. Um, <laughs> we gonna slide on and get a little bit of the celebrity tea and gossip from Miss Three Names, Joy Antoinette Kane, aka David Ruffin. David Ruffin. Go <laughs> show, bitch. It's your show. Okay. So, um. You all know, I'm going to start off with a little foolishness because this is funny to me. You all know who Peter Guns is from Love and Hip Hop? Yeah. 
Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They done made this fool to host the cheaters. <laughs> he has no business snitching on nobody. No way. No, bro. Not, no, 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 it's no, this and it's not, not a real. rumor. I saw the this trailer. He's yes, it is. Oh. I saw the trailer. That's dope. He is he That's told dope. this one lady, you're beautiful. You don't deserve that. You have no qualification telling nobody anybody what they deserve. But yes, he is the new host. He said, I'm Peter Panky, aka Peter Guns, and I'm the host of Cheaters. Like, it's a whole. Yeah. No way. No, have y'all seen this show before, though? Yes. And the I, so, so, the, so the first the first host was pretty cool. The second dude, the young white guy. Uh huh. I was like, I, I was Jerry like, this is, this, is, this is the same way I'm going to feel about Peter Guns. He's trying to fuck these bitches and go through these trucks. <laughs> You gonna be all right. You don't need to be through. You but don't he, need to be uh, the, the one guy you got somebody. stabbed. You need somebody that's. You need somebody that's gonna be there for you. He got stabbed. Even if he was the show was the show got stabbed on the show. And that guy, he seemed like he was like doing his job. But then they got the younger guy with the tight raggedy suit, the young white guy, and he looked like he'd be like, "Why are you doing this to her?" Then he'd be like, "You don't need to go through this." <laughs> Get in the van, let's go. Like, niggas, you trying to fuck her or you trying to help her? <laughs> Wait, no. That went left. He died. The, um... the first dude? No, I don't think he died. She said something I, I heard something like that, too. I know he got stabbed. I don't think he died, though. <laughs> and I, I, feel, I, feel the feel like, I feel like that's the same vibe I'm going to give him Peter Guns. We're going to talk about okay. this. We're going we to start though. with Peter Guns. We're going to try to see. We're yeah, we're going to see somebody. Okay. I'm like, yeah, Peter Peter Guns fucked her. So Kanye West is helping rebuild. He's um he is being in touch with the Haitian government. He's helping rebuild Haiti. They had a lot going on. So he said he wants to bring businesses and fishermen and things like that to get Haiti back to where it was at one point. He's gonna try his best. Um I saw caught an interview, DC Young Fly and um another guy, I forgot his name, not Carlos. I forgot his name. These young flies sat down with the Breakfast Club, and you know Nick Cannon is no longer. At some point, he's not going to be the host of Wild and Out, and they it's been speculated that it may be DC Young Fly. And DC Young Fly said something I really appreciate, and I really like. He said if he if they want if he if if he's to be the host, he wants Nick Cannon to do it. He doesn't want it from corporate. He said because corporate don't care about him. They don't give a fuck about him. He said corporate is not who hired him. Nick Cannon mm-hmm. did. He said if right. I want if they're gonna pass me the torch, the person that's gonna hand it to me needs to be Nick. So right. he's like, he won't do it unless Nick gives his okay. That's yeah. um, like they were saying they were saying well, none of them going back because Nick wasn't there. And it was like right. it was like and a that's and that's not, and that's the stance that they're still taking right now. Right. Um that they're like, we're not going, we're good. No. And if you and, and um DC Young flies, he's he's sticking to his guns. He said, if if I am to be the host, oh sorry, if I am to be the host, having technical difficulties, I want it to the torch to be passed to me from Nick Cannon. Um, Mike Tyson. That's real. That's real. That's real. That's real. That's real, that's real grown man. That's real. Like that is. Loyalty. I, I, I always like DC Young Fly. So, um, Mike Tyson, he has a podcast like we do. 
And as crazy as Mike Tyson is, he just sat down with Lil Boosie, and it was a really good conversation. Um, because Lil Boosie, he he gets on his IG, he goes on these rants that are un- incorrect, very politically incorrect. Incorrect. I'm sorry. And Mike Tyson simply asked him because he spoke on um, Zaya Wade, Dwayne Wade's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Tyson asked, he said, what's your issue? He said, because you go in on the gay community. He said, are you gay? He said, I mean, it just seems like you're trying to hide something the way you speak. And I just want to say, well, because we're talking about mental health. Real. Yeah, the, the, we're talking about mental health. The way Mike Tyson spoke to Boosie was very almost therapeutic. Like I was sitting there like, this is a bomb therapy session. As nuts as Mike, we know Mike Tyson got some screws loose, but the way they communicated was a healthy dialogue between two black males that I think people really need to go watch. I mean, of course, because of who it is, people will dismiss it, but I went to see it for myself. And it was a very healthy dialogue. And and there was no animosity, anything. They were really having a conversation. So I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I got I gotta say, I didn't I didn't see that part you were talking about, Joy. I saw another yeah. clip, so I gotta go back and watch the whole thing. But yeah, Mike Tyson really that. impressed me in that moment. Like he's I, talking about loyalty, and he was saying that I bought everything for everybody, and he was like. And I realized I was spending money and buying things that we buy things for everybody because we're hiding our flaws. So they are like us. So yeah. they, they won't know who the real person is. They were like, he was like, people might be like, they might not like me because my, the real Mike Tyson likes some weird shit sometimes. But he <laughs> said, when I pay for everything, they gonna like everything I do. I was like, that's some weird like He was like, do you really want loyalty or are you just buying it? I was like, yeah, Mike Tyson, if, I mean, people like to sometimes dismiss things, what people say because of the source, but if you really watch the interview and get into it, that man was spitting some sh- like, he was spitting, like, he was like, damn, like, you white like niggas. You'll get a newfound respect for Mike Tyson. Respect for him, yeah. I mean, with age comes, sometimes you evolve, right. and you have some self-reflection, so I enjoyed that, um, that's all hey, I got even, for you guys. Even before, his, even before his podcast, though, have y'all watched the little Broadway thing he did? It was some years yeah. back. That yeah, shit was cold. That shit was cold, bro. Like, that, yeah. I'm talking about the man was, like, telling his story, but the way he was telling it, like, and, and acted in and out, like, like you could tell dude, like, he very intelligent, man. Like, dude got a lot of talent, man. It was, I, I was stuck. Like, for real. I wonder if he um, still has the pigeons. The what? <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good question. Mike might. Tyson had pigeons. He yeah. yeah, he might. He might though. You, you know, know how you know how Debo had a pigeon coop. Yeah, Mike Tyson That's had. One. That's like you know how DMX is with his dogs. That's how Mike Tyson um, was with pigeons. I was just about to yeah. say when you said DMX. DMX actually grows orchids. He what? does what? Grows orchids like flowers. Yeah, he does. Like cocaine. Cocaine the plant? No, he has a garden. No, he has a garden. Like organic wow. grows. And that's since we talked about mental health, a lot of men they do stuff like DMX and Mike Tyson. We look at them strange. We have to break that cycle too. That's something that they it's not weird to them. It's not strange. 
it's weird because we've never seen it. But the man had pigeons. Yeah. I don't know if he still does, but I believe he does. Like even Big Boy, he now raises owls. Wow. He got he breeds exotic animals, but his his man like he like he be having owls. I know he did the pitbulls. I know he made a lot of money doing pitbulls. Yeah, but now he walk around with owls. Oh wow! They be in the studio with him, and at his house. Like but if you, know, you like watch a live, if you see Big Boy, you'll see like an owl like walking around or like just sitting somewhere, just free. But they say, but you know those are creative minds. So those creative minds yeah. sometimes think outside the box and anything. You know. Like I'm thinking about, I yeah. might just go buy me four hamsters in the morning and raise them. If that's what that's you want to do, okay. <laughs> that's comedy. <laughs> but that's all for my segment today, guys. Thank you, guys. Shout out, me. shout out, enjoy. Three, 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 three words, three names. Three names. Oh, good boy. See, I'm gonna go buy some hamsters. Lord, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, um, lion real bad. Real bad. Aye. Okay, Roy boy. Um oh he had tigers. He, he had, had five tigers. of them. Yeah. Um Miss Cat. We gonna get us some uh, love. Okay, up. I'm sorry. I'm stuck. Um on the hamsters. Pigeons and owls and hamsters and lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Uh it's that it's that blue drink. It ain't it's, it's not. Y'all know what? Normally, this drink will go through the whole show, and I have not even half done, and we are yeah, almost, you know, I'm looking like it's just, just the color of the glass, because the, the line haven't moved. Like, are you no, sipping it's just, back it's in there? Drink. I've been sipping on it, but uh, it's, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, so uh, this is the last week of um, October. Y'all know oh. I was doing a lot of domestic violence stuff. Um, So I got a couple things. One, I'm not really going to talk on domestic violence a lot. I just want to make sure that the number is out there again for the hotline, which is 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. And um, I, well, I do kind of want to talk on, touch on domestic violence just a little bit, but in the context of mental health, because a lot of domestic violence situations, um, we hear about more men attacking women then we do women attacking men instances it in those instances a lot of those men are dealing with mental health issues whether it's PTSD depression anxiety if they just came back from the military or whatever they're going through um so they are dealing with some of those mental health issues so if you recognize those things in some of your friends or your partners Call the hotline to get resources, reach out to a friend, just know that those are some of the signs too. And it may be something deeper than they just assholes and just want to beat up on people. They could possibly have mental health issues. It's Leo is going to give us a lot of, well, I don't know a lot, but I know she has some statistics for us regarding mental health. So I'm not going to be on mine. Y'all know I love statistics. I have a bunch, but the one that I want to touch on that I have for you guys is Suicide rates with people with mental health has risen um, about 56% across all ethnic groups from 2001 to 2017, and it has risen about 60% for males and almost double for females that are in the African-American community. And with that being said, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but not a lot. 
we talked about, uh, and I just want to point out self-care. Self-care is something that needs to be at the forefront with everybody. Even if you're not technically experiencing or being actually diagnosed with any type of mental health, you do have to have self-care. You can get overwhelmed really quick. Also, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of details because I'm sure at some point we'll talk about suicide prevention. But I um, live with mental health. I do have a diagnosis of anxiety and depression. Um, it was just diagnosed recently. I supposed to take medicine, but I don't really believe in taking medicine. So sometimes I take my medicine, sometimes I don't take my medicine. But it's not something that comes and goes is something that myself and other people with mental health issues have to live with every day. And I'm constantly feeding myself and trying to do self-care things to make sure that I don't go further into depression. So self-care is real. Taking time out, even if it's just 15 minutes a day, sit by yourself, take some time. Um, and the reason why suicide kind of it really sticks out to me and it touches my heart is because about six years ago, because of mental health issues and all the pressures that was put on me from my mom being sick, from having to physically care for her after um, having cancer, uh, having her vocal cords removed, not being able to talk, uh, taking care of my kids, my household, my spouse, I became really, really, really really overwhelmed, contemplated suicide, made a plan, um, actually had the plan in action when uh, a higher power redirected me um, in, in the heat of the moment and I was able to come out of that. So living with that, living with mental health issues, living with actual diagnoses. And um, as we talked about earlier, a lot of people are not even diagnosed. They haven't been diagnosed with mental health issues, but they're there. Whatever reason they haven't been diagnosed, haven't been to the doctor, scared to go to the doctor, don't want to know, um, no insurance, whatever the case may be, um, taking time out, self-evaluating. I believe Leo said it, get you a person. Um, I know six years ago, I didn't have a person. Um, I just had a bunch of people in my life that was there for, I don't know why they were there. Um, so I didn't have a person. And even today, a lot of things that I go through, I don't talk about it um, to people at all. I still don't. I have a person, but I still don't don't talk about it. That's just me. It's who I am. Probably will never change. But I do um, practice self-care. I um, meditate every morning. I'm constantly journaling. I journal every night. I'm a work in progress. And so, again, I just wanted to reiterate that self-care will keep you mostly sane and will keep you mostly grounded, but you have to get it out, find the outlet. Uh, for me, my outlet is journaling and writing. And um, so that's really all I have for me tonight. Um, I just wanted to say those couple of things. And then um, depending on what statistics Miss Leo has, if I need to add some more that I have, I will. But if not, that's that. And as always, I can be found through the Fat Girl Chronicles. That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. Thank you, Miss Kay. That's good yeah, shit. Thank you for sharing. Definitely. Thank you for sharing. That's very good. That's good shit. Now, for your boy Trosh with his story, what you got for us today? I mean, 
Today I don't have much of a story. You know what I'm saying? I have a, I have I just have a question that I need like y'all to chime in on. Um it's something that I've always wondered, you know. Um when females think that dudes supposed to know what they thinking without telling them what they thinking. <laughs> Leo, why are you that's some, Hey, She's that's some nice. cool bullshit. That's some fool bullshit. We not mind readers, none of that shit. Like how 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 sway and don't tell me that. Oh, you supposed to know me or whatever. Don't I want to hear that shit? Cause mother, y'all got so much shit going on in y'all brain. Ain't no way to pinpoint what the fuck the problem is. Why do y'all do that shit? Cause you why why no 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 no. No, y'all, I need real answers. Everybody in this motherfucker view it, everybody that's going to view it, they need real answers. I, personally, I don't do that. Um, I am big on communication uh, because I don't want you to try to read my mind because if you could read this, you probably wouldn't be around. It probably would be like, the fuck Same. this? <laughs> What is this up here, Mel? What is going on up here? And I'm reading all of this that's going on up here. So I'm going to just go ahead and exit stage left. So for me, because I think I heard Joyce say the same. For me, I would say I don't do it anymore. I have evolved. I used to do it. And I did it because I don't know why. I did it. I just did it because like if you are why wouldn't somebody you're of the opposite sex, especially if you're talking to them starting a relationship, in a relationship why do I have to tell you anything? Some things I felt like back then, some things like you should just know, like you should just know, like why do I have to tell you? But <laughs> and communication for me is a technique um, I feel like I'm a very good communicator now, and now I will tell you everything. I don't want you to guess um, because it frustrates me. Because if you guess wrong, then I'm gonna be mad. Like, what the hell? So how, I'm just, can, how can so men win? That's how can Hello. men hey, win? Hey, Trump, Trump, get it to me. Get it to me. All right, you, you said the comments down. You said the comments down. You said the comments down. What? How can what? you win? What? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, but yeah, because you're saying, okay, so you just said that if we guess wrong, then we, like, it, it, it's bad. But Tiff just said, I mean, Leo just said that it's a million shits going on. How the fuck can you possibly pinpoint one out of a million? It's so, a lose-lose. Here's an example. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Leo. Ms. Carpenter just said, at some point, the expectation is for you to learn your mate. If you have to tell, uh, if I have to tell you everything, it makes me second guess if the interest is really there. Now, it's not I, everything, though. I think when women say you should just know, and I'm saying I think because I I'm not every woman and every woman don't think the way that I think. So I'm just going to say that I think. <laughs> I think when women say that you should just know that that imply that kind of covers the basic stuff. So mm -hmm. if I'm not in oh, the okay. 
You should just know that I'm Ms. not Carpenter, a good fool based on how I feel I like am. you got to go pee right you now. Just know I shouldn't have to tell you that I'm not in a good mood. You should know that I'm not in a good mood because if I was in a good mood, it would it would show. I think that's more so what it is. That's not what I'm saying though. Like I could like if somebody can tell you in a good mood, but they don't know why you're not in a good mood. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, I can tell you're not in a good mood, but I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is the problem. Why you not in a good mood? You know what I'm saying? And then you over there being fucking quiet and shit. How they folks ever figure the shit out? And now the shit, now the issue just lingers longer because you won't fucking say what the fucking problem is. So I also think that's when it comes down to knowing. Um, when and how to communicate with your partner. Like, no lie, I think that's really what that boils down to. It's like knowing when and how to communicate with your partner. Because no. if so, you probably like, well, what the fuck is wrong? And she like, nothing. And then you like, all right, then fuck it. And then she like, but babe, I wanted to tell you, but I just wasn't ready to tell you. Okay, so maybe it was some shit she was still processing. Like we said, it's already a million shits going on up here. We probably still irritated by it, so that's probably why we don't want to talk about it. Because if I start talking about it, then I'm going to get shitty again. And if I get shitty again, then you going to reap the benefits of that shittiness at this point because I'm talking to you about it. I don't think I mean I'm not I'm not specifically pinpointing a relationship. I'm just talking about it in general. Like it, it's not just it's not just chicks in relationships that do the shit. All y'all do that shit. Because I know that's where it happens kind of more consistently. You just put us all in a box. We don't all do that. Man, stop this shit, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all stop this shit. I don't think everybody's put in a box. That nigga, he said he put it in a box. <laughs> I'm saying so it's been done before. Right. Okay, so here's a good here's a good here's a good example of what I this is how I see it in my head. And unfortunately, this is in general, this is regarding a relationship. And we kind of talked about it before a little bit. So if um a woman is like digging a guy and she's like, Y'all said, and I think almost everybody on here, most for the most part, um, Leo and Joy was like. Uh, they just need to pick up on the hints. Uh, the man just needs hold to hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, pick up on the hints. <laughs> you see how she just, she just single us out, bro. No, no, no. But I'm just, I'm saying, I'm saying this from. I'm trying to you help. Say mostly everybody on here. In that example, it doesn't make sense because you're saying you should just pick up on the hints. Well, every man might not pick up on your hints. Why can't you just say, right. "Hey, I like you. How you doing?" That was a conversation we had. That was like one of the first shows. When they start, then you get mad when they start talking to your friend. Like what when the Mario was talking about her hair. I'm like, I, I did this. Oh, I, I flung my hair, you know, I rubbed, but who the hell? You could have just you could just be a flirty person. Like right. It's like I told Lamari the first show I was like, all this shit fly out my head, just comes grab me on my ass, and then I know. <laughs> <laughs> But let's be nigga and all that type of shit. Right, right. But I don't know. I think a lot of it has, I don't know. I, I just know for me, like, I'm learning to be the, the person that communicates uh, more openly. I'm definitely a person that, I'm a chatty motherfucker. Y'all know that. The ones that know me and have communicated with, communicated with me know that I'm a very chatty person. But when it comes to communicating, like, regularly like with a one-on-one -on -one type of shit sometimes i don't know um 
what words to use in those type of one-on-one situations. Because sometimes it's hard for me because I know a lot of times when I have communicated in one-on-one situations, I've been taken wrong. So I always like second guess or overthink the conversation that's being had. I know for me. So I'm learning to just generally say what the fuck I'm feeling. Hey, I like you. Hey, I appreciate you doing this. Hey, I thought about, you know, so those are the things that I'm working on for myself because I know, uh, you know, my therapist has been like, Leo, we need to talk. You need to make sure you start communicating more. Just try it. And I'm like, uh. Also, like, chivalry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say chivalry is almost dead. So if we're just talking like general stuff, not necessarily I got to be in a relationship or trying to get with you. Some people, like some women like things a certain way and certain things to be done by men. But a lot of men, especially in this day and age, just don't do it. So if I expect you to open the door for me and you don't open the door for me, I can't get mad and be like, the hell you didn't open the door. Because maybe that's not your generation where you were taught to open the door for women. So why not just say, you know what? Um... You know, it would be nice if you open the door for me. That's how I was raised. Uh, that's kind of what I'm used to, what I'm accustomed to. Um, as opposed to just assuming that, oh, this this man or this person knows he needs to open the door. I mean, something as simple as that. I want to address uh, yeah, no. Iris. I want to address Iris Knight because she said you can't generalize all of us. Okay. I'll give you that. But if if a motherfucker ever asked you what the fuck you want to eat and you say, I don't know, you in that shit. You in that shit. <laughs> Period. You in that shit. I will say, as a woman, I am very, um, I'm vocal. So you don't have to read my mind. I will tell you straight up. I am. I'm very vocal. Joy, don't do that. I disagree. I am. I disagree. Did you tell the dude that you didn't like after you went the second time, did I tell the dude what? That <laughs> you didn't like the park. <laughs> I did, and I said that the first episode. I don't even know why we going even back back into that. No, but you went back though. I'm not. No, I'm not trying to go back into it. You said he kept doing it, so like, I'm just assuming that you didn't say, "Hey." I don't want to go to the park I anymore. I can tell I you like over kept- and over what I don't like, but if you don't listen, what you want me to do? Then I'll stop talking to you. Now I'm the bad guy because you don't fucking listen. <laughs> Lord. Nah, you're not the bad guy. Like you said, you don't say it. Oh my God. I, and that's the thing. People don't listen. Like they don't fucking listen. But I'll tell you in a heartbeat what I don't like. And if you continue to do what I don't like, you're an imbecile and I can't deal with you. She love that word. Hey, I swear to God, this is the second episode she didn't call the person an imbecile. Oh, gee, like, really? Oh God, that's so fucking hilarious. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm, I'm very, I am I'm not going to make you read my mind because you can't. I, it's too much going on up there. And then it'll be irritating for me to see what? that you're trying to figure out what I'm thinking. So I'm going to tell you what I like, what I don't like, what I want to eat, what I don't want to eat. And that's just me. Well, Tro- So can you like answer Tro's question? Answer. Have you ever said, I, I don't know, didn't. when somebody asked you? 
Bottom line, this, this looks this, like you still didn't get an answer. I, I still didn't get a fucking answer. Like this crazy. What was your question? question and say, have you never told if anybody ever asked you what you want to eat, have you ever said I don't know? No, I haven't. First of all, I'm a fat girl. I know exactly what I want to eat. <laughs> no way. No way, no way that you no way you've never said I don't know. No way you've never said that. I'm telling you, I've never said, said I don't know. I got a plan in my head. Like right now, I know what I want to eat right after I get off this phone call with y'all. I want tacos. Phone call. This the whole show. This nigga comes to the phone call. <laughs> well, I made I made tacos tonight, boy. I'm, I'm I want, I want tacos. I already made up my mind. I'm yeah. Up here thinking like, hmm, I think I might want some White Castle. Jalapeno you have yeah, me too, yeah, but but huh? but but y'all yeah, thinking about that? this? Y'all thinking about this on your own? Ain't no dude asking y'all. When I'm with my boyfriend, my you want me to call him? I hate him, but do you want me to call him? Get him on the phone, let you know if he asks me, Joy, what you want to eat? I'll be like, wow. hmm, I think I want. Let's. She just mentioned White Castle. I want some White Castle. Let's go there. All right. I ain't never been that woman. I want. I don't know. I know what I want, and I'm I, very I vocal about it. I've said I don't know because if I actually said what I really wanted, we'd be driving across town or to mm -hmm. several restaurants. Like I, I <laughs> say that then. Say and say that though. Say that though. I don't know is the worst shit you can say when somebody so, asks so, you. So, 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 so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you saying do you do you prefer to say I don't know? Over saying what you want that's all the way across town to spare I his say, moment, I don't or know because mentally I'm trying to narrow it, narrow it down to something that I really fucking want. So I'd <clears> be like, uh, Leo, what you want to eat? And I'd be like, Hmm, I don't know, but let me, you know, I'll be really thinking, like, I don't know. So let me ask you this: a few minutes, I can tell you, because then let my taste buds have solidified that we would be okay. If we had this certain food and we would be done. So is it just you trying to not inconvenience him to make him drive that far, even though you know you want that shit? Or I mean, <laughs> no, what, what is that about? Like, because I maybe just he just wanna do that for you. Went down to something that I know my taste buds would be okay with. And sometimes I have to really think about where I'm at in order to decide on if I really want what I, my stomach is trying to tell me that I want. Versus what my taste buds say that I want. So it's a whole little random. Now y'all business. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> she got frustrated. Now y'all business. Moving on. Oh my God. Moving on. To no, but part. sometimes tropes, some people really don't know. That don't mean they want you to read their mind. They might not know. But for me, you asked Joy what you want to eat. I had a plan since yesterday. I would like Texas Roadhouse. Like, I'm, I'm going to know. Especially if I ain't got to pay, this is what I want. That's comedy. Uh -huh. put up, put up the next Airbnb we go to, uh, if Tiffany makes way. a chicken dip, I want chicken dip. Mine made up. He said, Marcel said, what about dude that washed the chicken with soap and his girl went off because he didn't know? Now, Did y'all see that video? Have y'all seen that? He did what? No, I haven't. So it was a guy. He watched the soap. He watched the chicken with soap because she told him to wash the chicken. She told him to wash the chicken 
and he actually put the chicken in a pan and used like dish soap and was soaking the chicken. But he was in the camera trying to like be like Chef Boyardee, like we gonna use some onion powder and we gonna use a little garlic powder and a little lemon pepper. And so he was trying to do all of that. But while he was doing all of that, he had the chicken sitting in soap. In soap, like in Joy dishwasher liquid soap. In she a got pan. Mad with him and he was like, well, you didn't tell he me. He was like, you so fucking stupid. She was like, have you ever been in the kitchen with your mama? But she couldn't. Like, 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 that type of shit right there. Mama used this type of shit right there. She was like, your mother cooks. I know she's never used no soap. He's like, well, I didn't know. This is my first time making chicken. So she pretty much just told him, wash the chicken. She didn't explain it. She didn't give him any further instruction. She didn't explain washing it was not like actually washing. She just said wash the chicken. So she assumed that he knew what washing the chicken meant, which right. he didn't. So that's that's some bullshit like right there. Could. That's some bullshit right there. I would have let her motherfucking ass yeah. clean up. I ain't gonna even lie to you. And that's, and that, and that's what Pan say. Like, like he like all the words that you, man, he if you don't get the, the fuck, man, ah, man. Who put the chicken in the soap? Not her. He did. That was a form of Oh, yeah. She was what she talked to him. But she was frustrated because she was like, nigga, you ruined the whole dinner. Like, this was our dinner for the night. Like, but it's crazy, though, because, like, like, even if he said, if he said he never, like, like wash chicken before, like just respect that because it's it's certain people that do chicken different ways. I, I, I just seen a fucking post the other day, uh, people saying they don't even wash their fucking chicken. Period. I'm not going like, to their house. And they could have <laughs> washed all the soap off the chicken and still cooked the chicken. And it yeah, she was being overly dramatic. Like, yeah, like, like come on, man. And then don't try to yeah, fucking embarrass so, so me. So my thought was, shit, was this, I'm gonna light your ass yeah. up. I was, I, in my in my mind, I was like, it didn't look like it was planned, but then I was like, she threw away all that chicken. You can wash all that soap off, can't you? I mean, that's my yeah. that was my question. I, mean, I don't know. Pour the water off and then rinse it really fucking good. Like you could have still ate that chicken. And then she Tanya said then she mushed him in the face. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, Tanya said then she mushed him. Oh no, she would been she would have been single. That no, I don't second. think that was planned. She was really like pissed going she off was about really pissed. She was really pissed. But I mean, come on now. I don't know if y'all grocery shop, but a chicken is not that expensive. Like, let's go buy the damn chicken. Wings, them wings was was it, you know, wings. Well, they they are, but y'all when they when they said chicken, I'm thinking it was the whole chicken. Oh, but no, check I'm this out. Like Iris said, it goes all back to communication. If he didn't know, all he had to do was turn around and say, baby, what do I do to wash the chicken? How do I, you know what I'm saying? Or she could have said, baby, you sure you know what you're doing? You know what I'm saying? So it, it goes both ways in communication. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And he could have been raised Like most day, he didn't know what was going on. It ain't even that fucking serious, though. Like, they sell whole fucking chickens for $5 at Walmart, bro. Do a dinner and not ruin it. Go grab two chickens. We should be back in the game. Come on, man. Get the right. fuck out of here, man. Like, yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's not a cause for you to like disrespect me for fucking camera and all that type of shit, bro. Hey, she could have just man, rinsed right. the chicken. Right, the motherfucker. Chicken just been rinsed off and they could have continued. And we in a pandemic. You throwing chicken away, motherfucker? Right. Real. Get I almost threw a bunch of chicken away the other day, y'all. I ain't gonna lie, because I bought I'm it. Saying, I bought like, a whole bunch and I ain't want it. But I gave it away. You wash the chicken. You let that nigga do something else. Then you know what I'm saying? Like you gave it away, but you didn't throw it away. I was right, going to throw it away and I couldn't find nobody to take it. Right, motherfucker. 
We also gonna talk about the chicken in the after party. Okay. We'll talk about the chicken later. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and get the slide this little F word in here because you know it's almost time to end. Hey, no, hey, put put 10 comment up there real quick though. The one where they were deeper. Yeah, that's that, that, yeah, that's for real. Yeah, that's the truth. For her to feel comfortable enough to just like go in on dude like that, man. Come on, man. So now I want to find a video. I want to find a video, but I don't because I know if I watch it, I'm, I'm gonna get super mad. You already mad. He's gonna be like, so don't watch it. Pro's gonna be like this. Be like, this motherfucker. So, uh, <laughs> we gonna slide to the F word. Go ahead and get this little F word in here and give y'all these mental health, mental and behavioral health uh, in African Americans. And so just giving you all a little bit of information so we can go ahead and get the show over. Not to say that we're rushing, but we know y'all love being here with us every Tuesday. But we're going to go ahead and make sure we stick to our plan. Um, poverty level affects mental health status. African-Americans living be below the poverty level as compared to those over twice the poverty level are twice as likely to report psychological distress. Um, in 2017, suicide was the second leading cause of death for African-Americans ages 15 to 24. And that was only three years ago. Um, however, the overall suicide rate for African-Americans is 60% lower than that of non-Hispanic white population. Um, African-American females grade 9 through 12 were 70% more likely to attempt suicide in 2017 as compared to non-Hispanic white females as the same age. Um, so some of the demographic or uh, societal issues, 13.4% of the U.S. population or nearly 46 million people identify themselves as Black or African American and another 2.7 identify as multiracial. According to the most recent census data available, 55% of all Black and African American people lived in the South, 18% lived in the Midwest, 17% in the Northeast, and 10% in the West. Um, let me go down a little further. <coughs> Despite progress made over the years, huh, racism continues to have an impact on the mental health of Black and African American people. Negative stereotypes and attitudes of rejection have, <laughs> this will say, decreased. But I feel like that's a whole fucking lie. Um, but continue to occur with measurable adverse consequences. Historical and contemporary instances of negative treatment have led to a mistrust of authorities, many of whom are not seen as having the best interests of Black and African Americans in mind, which is what we are currently dealing with in society, which is a really big impact on the mental health of uh, black men, black women, black fam families, and black children. So, overall, it is a um, devastating state for the African American or black person in the United States at this point, simply because we are continuously dealing with um, issues that continue to push us into further mental health distress. So again, I don't know if you all can still see it, but it is pinned on the Fat Girl Chronicles page. If you are watching from the Fat Girl Chronicles page on Facebook and uh, you can still scroll the comments and see it if you are watching from YouTube. <coughs> but uh, the resources for the mental health, again, um, excuse me, 
or psychologytoday.com, beam.community, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, peakmindllc.com, and empoweredlivingllc.com is where I have my mental health therapist from, and she is truly amazing. So um, if you need those resources and you were not able to see them, please feel free to inbox me directly on Facebook, or you can inbox or message the Fat Girl Chronicles page or email us at the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. And we will forward that information to you as much as possible, as well as the domestic violence um, number. We will definitely share that information again if necessary and needed. So we thank you all. For tuning in with us tonight, you know, you got to see a little bit of vulnerability from us tonight um, and to really know that we are real people living real lives every day, just like the rest of y'all. So a lot of the things that we tackle and the things that we talk about are true topics that are like near and dear to a lot of us, near and dear to a lot of the people that we interact with on a regular basis. So we definitely want to continue to bring you all information Good ass conversation and a bunch of laughs every Fat Tuesday. So we thank you all for joining in, hopping on, hopping in on this topic with us. And if you are a mental health counselor or therapist and you would like to hop on the show at a later date to further talk about this topic, we would love to have you. Feel free to send us an email at the Fat Girl Chronicles G, uh, podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to have you on the show to talk about uh, mental health awareness and therapy at a later date and in a uh, deeper way. Uh, we appreciate everybody's comments and all of that and input and information that you all were able to give tonight. We truly appreciate it. We do not take it for granted that you all are here. We thank you for sharing the Federal Chronicles podcast, the show, the page. And if you are a part of the Federal Chronicles podcast group, you will be able to join in on the after party. We always do a room on Tuesdays where we talk more about the topics or whatever is clever <laughs> on Tuesdays. So <laughs> we will be doing that around 1035-ish. We got to get set. We got to calm down and then into the after set. I got to eat. So <laughs> Yeah, we got to get food and whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have to. But if you are in the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast group, you can definitely hop on and join us in the room for more conversation after the show. And um, so we're going to go ahead and slide to our ladies. Tell us what y'all got going on this week, how the people can contact you, connect with you, or if you have anything coming up or going on. So we're going to start with <clears> this cat. <throat> So just like last week, um, I the only thing I have really going on is the Wealthy Wives, Healthy Lives coming up. It's a, a four-week course that is being offered in December, every Monday in December. This is the last week to get the early bird tickets. The link, I believe, was posted on the podcast page last week. We'll post it again. Um, as always, I can be reached under any social media platform under just Cat Miles, Cat with two T's, M-I-L-E-S. And yeah, that's it. Um, and then as far as I talked about self-care, I do have some of that coming up. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going. So if y'all have any ideas, let me know. I will be leaving for a couple of days uh, just to get some me time and disconnect um, as soon as I figure out where I want to go. So 
That's go what I got. Go somewhere warm. You know, yeah, the beach is kind of calling. Uh, Colorado is calling. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Go to New Orleans. Go to New Orleans. Because mm -mm, I party. I won't, I won't disconnect. Oh, okay. I, you won't, it's partying. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. okay, you try to disconnect. Okay, got you. Well, mm -hmm. I think I'm <laughs> uh, um, David Ruffin, Miss Three Names, Joy Antoinette Kane. What you got going on, baby? Um, I, I had a busy weekend, so now my week is kind of mellow. Um, I had a shoe and I had a gala. Um, just slanging shea butter and body scrub this week, as I usually do. Um, yeah, I'm rocking it in the gala, <laughs> <laughs> Me and my business partner have another candle and butter box coming out in November. We got to get a date. And when I get the date, I'll give it to you all soon. Oh, if you want body butter or anything from me, you can find me at on Facebook at Whip Things, W-H-I-P-P-E-D, Things, T-H-I-N-G-S, same spelling for Instagram as well. All right. Real quick, how was the photo shoot? And how was the gala? The gala was very nice. The photo shoot went really well. I am amazing in both. Yeah, Thank I saw you. the pictures. I saw some of the pictures yeah. from it. Um, really? Yeah, you was killing that shit. Yeah, they, they were yeah. hot. <laughs> That's the motherfucking highest form of compliment. You was killing that shit. Like, <laughs> right, right. It is. It hey, y'all hey, know how I talk, man. That's the highest form of compliment. Killing that shit, motherfucker. Black man, you was killing oh, everything. That shit, right? You was killing that shit. Uh, <laughs> And y'all know I'll be like, stop cussing at me. Troche, what you got going on, baby? Um, man, bro, like it's it's it's, it's close, y'all. It's man, close. Oh, you've been working. Hey, Troche is Troche is this close to being official? You know what I'm talking about? Um, the it's Troche line is coming soon. Um, just waiting on my logo to get done. I already got somebody working on it. Uh, these shirts coming or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, this brand is really happening for your boy. I'm, I'm man, I'm I'm all in for it. I've been making some moves all week. Man, get everything in order. Man, man, I'm almost done. So expect that to come soon. Um, proud of you, G. Just follow me. I appreciate it. Follow me at it's Troche. It's not Voltroche's though. It's it's Troche now. Hey. Um. That's Facebook, Twitter, fucking uh, Instagram, TikTok, all that. It's Troche. I'm out here, man. Follow me. That's I-T-S-T-R-O-C-H-E. Get at me, people. Get out. That's what's up, motherfucker. That's what's up, motherfucker. Do your shit. <laughs> if you don't say it like that, it ain't real, nigga. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't real in the field. Y'all make me drink. Girl, <laughs> is it really us though? Yeah, because I, I could. Hey, if, if if I'm being yeah, honest, Paul, it's like is it that really us? Kid us that was Paul? running through the house in the middle of the show, I think he the reason. That you, <laughs> you saw him? Nah, doing your segment, right? We heard. Yeah, we he heard was like, you know, you was good though. You was good. Shut your motherfucking ass down. And all that. Listen, honey, stop playing with my cell phones with YouTube. That's comedy. Y'all crazy. Uh, mouth, baby, what you got right going on this week? She sure did. That's what mothers do, okay? Professional. Professionalism. When a black mother has to be a black mother, it don't matter what 
is going on. You're about to for get real, it. For real. Hey, that's what <laughs> make you a black mother. Come on. Right. You handle that shit no matter what the fuck happening. Mouth, what, what you got going for us, baby? Oh, man, y'all know what it is. Tomorrow night is Wind Down Wednesday, man. Ablazingradio.com. A blazing radio live, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11:30 Eastern Standard Time. We do the virtual toast, and then at 12 o'clock, I allow you guys to let me know what you want to hear and take me on a journey with you guys. Um, Sunday, sultry Sundays, man. Just just follow me at the mouth underscore moments on all social media outlets, and you can see what I got going on, man. From Sunday to Wednesday to over the weekend, um, just just follow me, man. And, Let's have fun, man. Let's be grown and sexy. I'm into the grown and sexy. And man. Sexy. And the show is always popping. I listen to the show every week. Um, so that's all you got, baby? That's it, baby. All right. All right. Well, for me, y'all could like, share, and... Woo! I caught you before you decided to smack the table. <laughs> that was... That was- um, Listen. That was from Mr. Antonio. <laughs> no, it was not. Shut up. And his name is Antoine. Antoine, that was Mr. Antoine. <laughs> 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 I just, I just, Keep calling him Antonio. Call everybody That's fucking you call everybody with a You're going to be Roche or goddamn you. <laughs> Bruh. Y'all still. You're going to be Antonio goddamn it. I, he look, he feel like Antonio tonight. Oh, goddamn it's Antonio. <laughs> You can uh, like, share, and follow Leo Rochelle on all social media platforms. Uh, you can follow me at the Fat Girl Chronicles, Stylist Leo Rochelle, Royal Outcast Artistry, and the Style Den, all on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Fat Girl Chronicles is on TikTok. You slide on over to TikTok, you will see some of our behind the scenes videos from our photo shoot. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. If they you subscribe to the YouTube channel, some of them, you look on there, you'll see a couple. Um, you could subscribe to the YouTube channel for more from the Fat Girl Chronicles. Um, and stay tuned for merchandise that will be coming soon from the, uh, the Fat Girl Chronicles. But also, last but not least, you can subscribe to the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast on all of your podcast streaming um platforms we are now available on iheart amazon google um apple google iheart amazon itunes tune in spotify anywhere you can stream podcasts i'm pretty sure we are there so look for us and last but not least <laughs> last but not least i definitely want you all to go check out an amazing black news website called black is the standard um, dot com black is the standard dot com is a news platform that is created for us and by us um, by someone I am very familiar with so check it out when you have an opportunity to uh, check it out on Facebook and check out some of the news outlets and information that they have available on the website it is called black is the standard dot com or check it out on Facebook. All right. That's it. That's all. That's all I got. Shout out to you, Miss Rochelle. You got us everywhere. Hey, I'm working, baby. I'm working. I'm working around and went on MySpace. First of all, why do you you still have MySpace? 
Um, but uh, make sure y'all check us out. Uh, that's it. That's all. Thank y'all for the support over these last couple of weeks. If you haven't been able to catch all of the shows, we are all of the shows are uploaded on YouTube, and all of the shows are uploaded and available on the Anchor app. And again, all of the other platforms that I just named, you can catch all of the shows from myself and the squad available on those platforms. So check us out. And if you would like to leave us a message, give us some feedback or any of that, contact us. The email is the Fat Girl Chronicles Podcast at gmail.com. And if you go to the Anchor app and scroll to messages, you can leave us a message there as well. Or you can check us out on the Facebook page and leave us a message. We appreciate you all being here every week, chopping it up with us, leaving us messages and all of that dopeness. So we thank y'all for being here. We'll see y'all next week to make your Tuesday not only fat, but fatter than ever. We love y'all. We give y'all all of the thanks for sticking with us and riding this wave with us. We love y'all. I like hate I said, y'all. I hate y'all. Y'all just act like y'all just beat my table collapse. Don't do it with your half ass. We, we want to bring it up. Do it with your whole ass, all right? Like do it with your whole ass. Do it with your whole ass. Remember, if you ain't got no ass and your pockets do it with your crack. Do it with whatever you got. Do it with your crack, like the mouse so, And so if bigger. you are a part of the Fat Girl Chronicles podcast group and you would like to um, be a do part of the crack. after party, Stay up, <laughs> Joy. Sh- <laughs> and you would like to be a part of the after party? Look for the link that will be available in the group around eleven ish. We gotta go get ourselves together, get comfortable. We gotta I'm get um, come join so you can come to the after party. So you can chat with us and all that good stuff. So we are out of here. We love y'all for riding this wave. Have a good evening and a fat ass week. I love y'all. Peace. Love y'all. Y'all be safe. Be amazing because you were born to be that. With your whole ass.